Hello and welcome to the seventh episode of New Element Almost Weekly. Last week, no episode because my internet was down uh, all weekend, so um, it wasn't you know possible to record with guests. And I think since nobody has commented on my solo episode, I imagine it wasn't good. So I waited to have guests here again. And today we have three special guests, or rather one special guest and, and two, you know, Boeing recurring guests. Um, let's start with the recurring guests. Um, Louis, the one <laughs> park maker in this, in this podcast. Hello. We have RWE. Hey. And today with uh, his debut is DDD Rob, whatever. That's, that's how I say it. I think it's one. <laughs> right. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for being here. That's like more important. Um, because I, I like I don't have enough guests usually um, volunteering for this. So let's talk about uh, general what ha is happening in RCT at the moment. Um, and you know, head to head is happening. So let's talk about this. We just reached the magical number of seventeen eight signups. Very exciting. Yeah, it was very, it was very exciting today to see a Where's Walto a sign up. As well as a you know essential easy open police brigade, uh, those are two big surprises for me. Yeah, Stormwell. Yeah, I agree. Especially, uh, especially after I messaged him earlier and he told me that he wasn't <laughs> signing up. <laughs> yeah, we we definitely also need to credit Stormwell fan over here. It's really great just to to see him. I mean, he recently he actually fairly recently posted a park on the side, but definitely also a big name to look up for. Well, yeah, he hasn't. Um been in head-to-head -head since season five which is quite a long time ago so be interesting to see how he does because he was obviously a rookie back then yeah well, he's not a rookie anymore no exactly that's he's, what i mean he's now an old man just like yeah. you Lewis. And, also, and also you yeah. know for myself who you know started as mainly a dkmp builder seeing the you know the the big number of signups from you know some of the top players over there coming in coming over for Head-to-head uh, -head is going to be really exciting. It's going to be really interesting to, uh, to see how they do. Yeah, you yeah. got people Definitely. like Mama Ria, Jens, and Ayrton. So, yeah. Definitely give us a give us old ones a run for our money. <laughs> so, so do you guys? What what are you do you guys thinking about the discussion about NCSO parks and head-to-head? -head? Do you think they they like would have uh, high chances of winning in matchups and stuff like that? You know, honestly, I... as the primary NCSO builder, uh, I am honestly not sure. And I think what's more likely is that the primary NCSO players will actually build more CSO than you might expect. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure myself. I think. I think we will see some NCSO, and I think it will do well. But I think it will be more the any style with little touches of DKMP rather than the DKMP style that we see quite often, especially from the DKMP players. I think they'll sort of like change up the way that they build and the way that their style comes across. Like, I don't think we'll see the typical um, wooden coaster roofs so much because that's not going to be as successful as gonna fly. what, yeah, it's not going to fly as much as what Storybook Glenn did. Right. Yeah, I think what we'll see more is stuff like that was similar to Storybrooke Glen with creative use of certain uh, objects rather than track architecture. 
Yeah, but regarding architecture, I think uh, like all the sculptures many of the DKMP players are doing, like Jens and people like that, um, they might be also quite be handy for uh, some CSO projects. So I'm really interested to see how this is going to turn out. Me too. Absolutely. And, and building sculptures, you know, um, it's not just limited to NCSO. I'm really excited to see how some sculpture, sculpture builders like Jens and Marmarius do. They can also, you know, start to incorporate some CSO to make them, you know, even more detailed and impressive. Yeah, and I guess I guess the big uh, advantage of uh, of CSO sculptures is that they can be a lot smaller. Right, and that's, and that's also something interesting to look out for because, like, the one problem that these typical DK DKMP stitches might have is that they are pretty big. I think. I think one of the edges that they will bring though is um because they're, they're so used to having to work with like um, WW and TT. Um, objects that are uh, textures are like totally different that's i think what they'll bring across a lot more texture in the work a lot more crunch yeah and probably hacking. um especially when they move into the cso side of things where builders like me are a lot <laughs> a lot clean well i suppose i am quite crunchy in a way but you know oh, no. any any in general is quite clean um, and you definitely got crunchier lately yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs> You you mentioned the evil word. I think I think hacking will also be, um, let's say more done by or like I think that DKMP has more hacking than New Element. I think I might be wrong with that. So yeah, yeah. for sure, I think so. that's very true. Players like you know Zaratustra, and even you know not to my horn, my own horn, but you know myself, I've I've helped a few New Element members here and there with some hacks on their parks. So. I think that kind of thing will be more present as well. Act yeah, I think yeah, go on. I was going to say that I think um, when you've got people like CP6 posting hacking tutorials on YouTube, I think that's helped massively with any and um, you know players that hadn't been able to hack before being able to hack. And I think that will come across greatly as well. And when you've got players like CP6 outside of head-to-head -head that you can call upon to ask how can I do this hack, I think that will be quite useful. Yeah, and yeah. I, I and think more more players learning hacks through like the CP6 tutorials and stuff like that also means that more players can think of like new creative ways to find out new stuff, yeah. new hacks and stuff like that. And that's always something that's a huge point in head to head. Yeah, I think I think head to head, the next head to head will be very exciting because. I, I will say I don't think that building good RCT has ever been easier than right now. It's, it's Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's very easy, very fast. A lot of people can hack. Hacking is, is really easy in a way, like, or shoestringing, because we don't have to... Like, obviously, back in the day when it was, like, this mysterious voodoo magic that some people would do, right. um, you had to use the eight cars and then... You know, eight cars made your entire map glitch, and then you you just went crazy. And nowadays, it's just like you just build stuff and make it invisible with this easy trick, and then everybody's happy. Is yeah, this just, the just first head-to-head -head with open, or did was head-to-head eight? Head-to-head -head eight was with with open. We had, we all had multiplayer. It just all it just all merges into one. I can't ever yeah. remember. <laughs> but but actually, guys, remember that like in Head to Head Seven, we still needed to make entrances and exits invisible with eight cars. Yeah, 
I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's crazy to see how, like, you know, that was only six years ago. Yeah. And, like, in six years, where we are now with the game, thanks to Open. And the plugins as well. The fact that we've got, co- I do, I use copy and paste all the time, all the time. It's so revolutionary. Um, even simple, like a simple thing where I'm not sure if it's, it's, you know, in the right place, I'll copy and paste it and move it a tile over or raise it up a tile. And having the ability to do that is just so much quicker and you just get so much stuff done. But let's not have this podcast episode just about head to head. We have park releases. Um, well, they were all from like two weeks ago, but no new releases last week. So I don't feel that bad about uh, skipping or like not recording last week because this week we can talk about all of them uh, just as well. The first one is um, Santorini Skies by Darkoro and Risiko. Risiko, who signed up for head to head. So this will be a theme that will be, you know, obviously will go through the podcast and it is a NCSO DKMP park. Yes, it is. With I guess some. Oh uh, yeah, with the with the with the um with a custom palette I think to have right the the black tile ground texture. DKMP NCSO tends to be uh not you know the NCSO in the purest sense if that makes sense. They allow custom palettes and custom ride a few custom rides. So, in this case, a custom palette was used. Yeah, and so yeah, it, I think. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think it was a really bold move to to try out the Santorini theme in, in NCSO. I always wanted to do it in CSO, and it's really really difficult. And um, I really appreciate the try. Uh, of doing it in NCSO, like the blue roofs make them look right. It's not really difficult. It's, uh, it's really difficult. And I think, um, yeah, it's, it looks a bit awkward in places in this park, but, um, but all in all, I think it's probably the best way you can do it in NCSO. If that makes any sense. Well, I don't right. know. Yeah. I, I think overall this park is generally pretty solid i mean i mean even i've competed against this park in the dkmp contest and this the one thing i would point out is that there are a few spots in this park um that there's a few elements that are you know sort of taking heavy hand of inspiration for some other parks so you know there is a big there's kind of a discussion on dkmp about you know the whole is it copying aspect so i'll leave that up to the listener to decide but i think overall most of the park is quite original and really quite good for ncso I think for me, um, one side of the park clearly suffers from the usual wooden coaster roofs thing that I personally don't like. Um, but then you go over to the other side of the park where the lighthouse is and the um, monorail used with the columns and that whole side is just beautiful. Like the way it's done, um, the use of the monorail is really well done. Um, the colonnades in the in the um, landscape um, and the little uh, hacked monorail for the light in the lighthouse, all that, all those little touches. I think that whole Absolutely. side is really, really great. And then the other also, side is slightly weaker. Also, it's a decent 4D coaster. We don't see these very often, and I really appreciate that. It has also like the first drop is a really nice, nice moment with the waterfall behind. Oh yeah, that is gorgeous. foliage that and is. landscaping. That's pretty well done. 
And even custom supports, so. Yeah, that too. I think the custom supports were really well done on the sprite, uh, especially for NCSO. Yeah, it's not it's not easy to to do good looking um custom supports in NCSO. Right. Yeah, and they don't they don't feel forced either. They they feel like they fit. Yeah. So Wizico definitely someone to look up in it. Right? Yeah, I I like um how you know obviously the the palette is used very well to make it seem like it's floating, and it's like a floating island with the especially with the you know little floating island too at the edge. Right, with the helicopter ride uh, station, yeah. which by the way the helicopter ride is pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. So I don't I don't know what Santorini is. Is it is it this one Greece city which is all white and blue? Yeah, it's oh. a Greek island, I think. Okay, so then I know what it is, but it it looks cool. I th I like this map. Maybe a little bit um maybe in parts too much random text uh, textures and stuff like that. Also some textures that I don't like because I think they look weird. <laughs> like the how it's called the ornate marble wall. Yeah, there's definitely some expansion textures used here that can can look a little bit out of place in the visual style of the game. But you know, overall, personally, it doesn't bother me too much. But I can understand how it might not be everyone's favorite. Overall, good a good park. Um, let's keep this moving because we have. To um, all at least one very big park with a big talk probably. So the next yeah, sure. one, the next one is called Bumbly Beach Pier of Fun. Also by Risico. Also by Risico, and uh, I just want to mention that the main coaster is called Jeppy's Big Dipper. Yeah. So for me, with this yeah. one, um, I actually prefer it. It's much more my cup of tea, my kind of NCSO. And whilst the other one was probably technically better, um, I feel like this is just more fun and more enjoyable. And I feel like it just feels more like RCT. Like it's not, I don't know, it's just not trying to be something it's not. But I, <laughs> Does that but make I actually, any sense? <laughs> I actually must disagree with you. I, 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 I probably prefer the other park. I think this one, like what it, one can definitely see that it's very much inspired by Jeppy's uh, version of this park, which is pretty cool. I think Jeppy has some sort of legacy for some of the DKMP guys, which is also like an interesting uh, thing to point out. Um, right. But what I don't like about this is like the contrast between the actual park and like the surroundings. Because what, what Jeppy did well with his CSO rendition of this is that he like also touch the surroundings and change them up. And um, I would have really loved to see like the amount of busyness and um, and the amount of effort that he put in creating that cool little park. Would have loved to see that effort also on the rest on the map. Yeah, the, the outskirts are definitely a negative point, but I agree that I like the, the actual content I like very much, especially the pier. I think the pier is my favorite part of this. Even though it, even though Lewis probably hates it because it has um, has tracky texture roofs everywhere. One thing no, I want actually, to point out to no, what I Art. Don't hate oh, sorry, it. go ahead. 
Sorry. <laughs> I Sorry. I don't hate it at all. Um, I think the track architecture roofs are actually used well and blend in better because they're, they're mixed in with other roof types. Um, it's not the sole roof type. So, yeah, I can get down with that. And it's one thing I want to point out to what WE said. Uh, for, for the contest this was built for, building outside the original boundaries of the scenario uh, w was not allowed. So I think that's maybe why the surroundings are not quite up to par. I mean, obviously, of course, after the contest, he could have gone back and you know changed it since it wasn't part of the contest anymore. But I, I do think that's why uh, the surroundings weren't as well you know, edited. I see. Yeah, I, I already thought that something like this might be the case, where it's like that. Can I understand right. that better now? I actually quite like the surroundings. I like the simplicity. Yeah, I, I imagine <laughs> you would because you're like, this is like home. I live in a street full of <laughs> same looking houses. <laughs> so I so are, are we actually like, uh, like criticizing the stuff from Chris Sawyer right now? I just, I don't know, there's something about the fact that it's just simple, it's, I quite like the houses in, in RCT, I've used them like this before in like a little micro just to quickly put down some surroundings, and I think it works, like, you know, the focus is on the park itself, so. I think Chris Sawyer should have gotten 25% of this park. Huh. Kind of said that he doesn't have an, an ear count. Who knows, maybe he has, but we haven't found it yet. Yeah. Maybe I am Chris Sawyer. No, I'm not. <laughs> well, one part of this park I, I really like is um towards, you know, the back of the pier, almost towards the main park, is the, the game section with all the little uh, games of Duck Hunt and the Ring Toss and all, all that sort of stuff. I think it was uh, really well done in this case. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And, you know, the path, path being on two levels, like there was a lower level with path and upper level. Yeah, which which is interesting, I think. And yeah, you know the, the 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 wave swing is pretty cool. Albatross, it's called. Yeah, and I, I think I do want to point out the super loop is also a really well done, because uh, you have to remember it's over water, and you're not actually uh, allowed to build. Oh yeah, true. The super loop is under the main pier to the side, so adding that extra little challenge to making that super loop, um, I think, makes it all the more impressive. Oh yeah, very good park. I think this is something that, um, yeah, shows that he can be of use in in head to head. I I also like I I just have to point out the scrambler like next to, to the steeplechase and stuff. I think the walls of the scrambler are pretty cool. Like this kind yeah, of... Yeah, absolutely. Not not really a roof, but this like decorative um, fixture above it. Yeah. It, it, it also helps that for whatever reason, the scrambler and the sign above it and the wheel above it are all at the same speed, more or less. Well, the sign is a little bit slower. Yeah, but... Yeah, really, really cool park. Um, it's sitting at 65% community score, which I think is somewhat accurate. Probably, yeah, I would agree. I, would, yeah. I think it's a high bronze or low silver, personally. Yeah, I, I, I think the, I think the, 
the outskirts are kind of like um, stopping it from being from being um, a silver. Because right. you know, even even with the the problem is that when when you give a score, you can't just be like, hey, it was for a contest where this wasn't allowed. You have to give the right. score score right. words there. So, but it's a cool park. Let's talk about something that definitely isn't a bonus because it already has it has its score, which is Liam P's Six Flags Challenge Wood Woods, a park built in three days using the copy tool, and using other people who who built stuff for him while he built on this park. So. Two of the builders are here, actually. It's it's sadly it wasn't Lewis, and also wasn't Rob. It was RW and me. I actually only built a layout, and RWE built, I think, two or three houses that he then copied. I, I built six houses. Six houses. He's basically, he basically built as much as Liam. Well, yeah, I, got, I, got, I actually, I think I got like 10% or something like that. I think I'm a bit sad that it doesn't, I think it would have deserved bronze in my opinion. Um, like if, uh, I, I don't want to m make that discussion now, but uh, I think if another builder would have submitted something like that and we would not know that um, it was built in three days, it definitely would have gone bronze. I think people definitely um, put into account that, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was only built in such a small amount of time when voting. But um, all in all, it's definitely quite a fun little park. It has some, some cool little moments. Definitely, it shows some, uh, some compositional strengths, obviously. Um, it's a Liam park. You can see that in some aspects, even... Um, if it's not the quality we used to see from him. And it also definitely got some nice jokes in it. And I always like when park do parks don't take themselves too seriously. Absolutely. I think this park is uh, really quite solid. Uh, you know, I do agree with you. I, I do think it definitely deserved a bronze, although it did, you know, get pretty close. Um, I think overall the composition of the path layout and all that sort of stuff was really well done. I just think what was holding it back is just, you know, how fast it had to be built and how, you know, little refinement it was able to get. But, you know, overall, it's certainly an interesting challenge that was, was done. And I think Liam did a really great job for the time he had. Yeah, I, I you know, I agree with RWE. I think this, this, this park definitely showcases, you know, a lot of park maker skills, like composition and, you know, park layout. I think I agree with the score. I don't think it should have been a bronze. Oh my, um, oh my god. I think my main reasons for that is, like you say, composition is great. Macro is great. The park layout is perfect. The layouts, are, most of them are decent. Um, For me, it's just the fact that, you know, there's one, two three four five i think coaster stations that are exactly the same and then you've got all like so many of the buildings are exactly the same and so that to me is just that's where it where it lets down and obviously that's right. the whole point of the park and but i think i don't know like you know using copy and paste is a great tool um and obviously, I totally understand what Liam was wanting to do with this park, but 
I think that's why it shouldn't be a bronze because you know use copy and paste as a utility to get the the structure across and the main details but then you need to change things up still you know Mm -hmm. i don't know it's just that's how i feel yeah i think as said it just shouldn't be taken too seriously i guess i mean it could have even been submitted like uh, as a non-accolade park um think that might have been a nice fit too because it wasn't built like with uh in mind with getting an accolade it was just little fun thing which which honestly was also for me personally a nice break between some serious stuff and the upcoming inevitable head-to-head contest so and- <laughs> that's definitely cool and then right. some of the rides aren't named and all the shops and all the stalls are not named either so that's another like just a little i know that's a minor thing but it's just little things like that that would help bring it yeah. up to a bronze it really shows that this park is not meant to be competitive yeah anyways. yeah but i could totally see like you're taking this as a base and sort of improving it and turning it into a spotlight because the, the, the whole treatment you know the layout is there the it's it's all there it's like almost like the bare bones of a spotlight <laughs> it just needs the work putting in to make it one it would be a kind of fun thing to see let's talk about other fun things to see which is fk's the fool a design submission or design winner at this point with 77.5%. Um, well, it's 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 not a theme park, it's art, and I don't feel qualified, you know, talking about artsy submissions because that's just not what I'm interested in at all. So I'm going to let you the, let you talk about this park. Well, I mean, I personally really like um, sort of artsy abstract submissions. I've even... You know, I've worked, I've done a few of those myself, not submitted to the site or anything, but that kind of thing. And, you know, I really enjoy it. And I, I think this uh, park was just really incredibly well done. Uh, the hacked rides really add that extra touch. Um, to me, the layout was a, was a little bit fast in some areas. Um, but, you know, I can forgive it, forgive it for that. Uh, overall, it was just, I thought this was really, really, really a great design. Sorry, I'm literally just watching the coaster go around. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you in the the fact that in some places it is really quite quick, but um, I guess we've not got anything to judge it judge it on. <laughs> like it's not a realistic submission in any way whatsoever. So you know, I guess it's forgivable in that way. Um, but, you know, I've always been a fan of FK's work like this, like Carla Flood and Swoon. And this is no no exception. I mean, it I, feels like both of them, but, but you know, elevated even more. I liked Carla Flood. So. Yeah, I think it definitely has a nice aesthetic to it. And those who don't understand, like, the all the art stuff and stuff like that can still enjoy the awesome flat rides that's how a twister made for this so um 
it's de it definitely has something for everyone, and um, that's why I think the overall score, it's got a 77, um, is quite fitting for it. I think it's a solid design. It's not not quite up in the like 80% uh, category for me, um, uh, probably looking at it now, but um, it definitely deserved a score like that. Okay, so are you happy? <laughs> yeah, I'm happy with the score. Okay. Definitely. Are you also happy with what we said about this park? Because then we would go on to um, our main event for today, so to speak. Um, I think what's actually, what is quite interesting, I'm just watching it go around, and I was going to comment that one of the disappointing things is that, it's, you know, the two, there's obviously two quite, two sides to the coaster you know there's the second launch sort of thing um and i was going to say that it would have been nice to have a bit more of a dueling element between the two sides because they the tracks are quite close to each other but then watching it go around a few times they do seem to sync up a little bit more um so it might just be me but um yeah the interaction between the two sides could be better sure, um, i think it sure, might yeah. be a little bit of luck that they interact um but yeah but to end on a positive yeah i love it <laughs> yeah, I, I just think the the contrast of the red and then the you know the watery sort of blue uh grass used below everything is really nice contrast and really ties it all together Okay, then let's talk yeah. about theme parks again. With CP6's Swashuzan Park Rainbow Summit. I hope I pronounced that even remotely right. It got 92.5%, so it's like the eighth highest scoring submission ever. Behind. And, and let's, let's, let's play a game. Can you, all, can you name all the parks that got a better score? Well, obviously, Bush Gardens Asia. <laughs> okay, that's number one. Um, oh. Babylon. Nope. Okay. Riverland. Riverland is number two. Greenland. Yes, RWE. Starpoint. Mm -hmm. I uh, want to say six. Kumba. Flags. Kumba, yes. I want to say six flags, Carolina. Nope. Oh, did this go higher? Mm -hmm. Disney's American Waterfront. And uh, no, sadly not. What? Not not D I uh, D A W. No, I think I think Disney. It got the same score, so it's not technically in front of it. I see. So, um, uh, Ancient Worlds also got, I think, the same score. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Of so, so um. The only park uh, missing is the park that was the highest rated park of all time when I joined the site. Um, God knows. I'm still new to this place. <laughs> <so long. laughs> I, don't know how long, I don't know how long. Oh, Dreamport. Yeah, it's Dreamport. It was yeah, the highest oh, rated yes. park on the site until... <laughs> I, I, think I just always forget M. about Dreamport. How, how, <laughs> how could I not, 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 not uh, think about Dreamport? Yeah, no, I was say, it's your favorite, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I think it... I, I mean, Dreamport was the highest rated, I think, until Starpoint came along. So. Yeah, it was. It was high rated for a long time. Much to Steve's disgust. Yeah. To be <laughs> fair, it's not in the on the first page of highest rated parks in, in the current NE with the community tour. 
Yeah, I know the community scores proper tanked it down low. Yes, Steve. Steve talked that down probably. Yeah, I'm looking at it for it right now. Don't know if you even know it's, where it's at. Maybe I'm. But, but it. let's 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 start talking about the actual park we want to talk about, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> so yeah, let's CP6. talk about let's talk about uh, statistics of of. <laughs> so CP6 definitely uh, showed so much passion, so much. Uh, effort and so much skills with this park it's it's just incredible i think like from uh from the coaster design to uh how he colored the cars after the actual statistics of car colors in japan everything pretty awesome i think the only thing i um in my opinion that is not perfect in this park is the foliage and the landscaping but the rest is um definitely uh it's so imaginable. Like we, we talked about that on Discord some days ago. Well, actually today, I'm not sure. Um, not sure when this episode is going to get up, but uh, we I talked about that with CC9. That, like, having been to Japan, this just feels like an a real place, and um, that's so incredible. For me, this is all you can ask for when it comes to realistic park making. I mean, for me, this is the current pinnacle of realistic part it's just it's so incredibly believable with all you know the standing but not operating rides and you know the uh incredible world building and storytelling and you know all that all, all that sort of thing so you know this is a really amazing park i mean he even said the names of the uh names of the staff are, are down to you know are accurate to the correct uh, decade based on the rate of you know how common the names are uh, per decade in Japan, uh, so you know that level of just hyper detailing is just really incredible to me. Yeah, I think we definitely all need to up our realism game now. Looking at that park. Um, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lewis, what 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 are you going to say about uh? <laughs> like Rainbow Summit? I'd like to think that my realism is up there with this. <laughs> I, I I I was about to say scream. Scream was on the same level. I think, personally. I think the difference is obviously like, scream is tiny compared to this. Yeah, scream so. <laughs> scream is tiny. You should build more. I take my hat off to CP6 for being able to build such large parks um for me i was just going to comment on the foliage that um you know i know that people have been saying that it, it's not not great um but for me when you're actually in the park and looking at the surroundings i think the foliage does a great job um the only part where the foliage you know loses its appeal is when you zoom right out and you know you can see the the dark trees in with the bright green um, and that kind of ruins the effect. But up close, it, I think it's perfect. Um, it really helps get the vibe across. Um, so I don't, I don't have really have a problem with the foliage at all. Yeah, the thing is, I always kind of said that in my review that CP6 kind of sets a bar very high for himself with the rest of the park, and um, that makes the uh, foliage stand out. I think it's actually quite. It might actually be quite good, and it's probably better than than most most of us can do ourselves. But um, he really set the bar in terms of execution so high with uh, with yeah all the park stuff and the village and stuff like that. That the foliage stands out as something that's not as close to perfection as the rest. I think. 
Yeah, let's. I will talk about the footage now. I hate it. <laughs> and which wouldn't be a problem if there wasn't like the half of the map is foliage. So I always have to see it. I can't escape it. Like wherever I look on the map, there's always. There are some trees that I think shouldn't be used ever by anyone and should be deleted from everyone's computer. Or like the Liam P. Rhododendron. It's, it's like not good looking for me. And also, you know, sometimes he... he it, it feels like he plays trees randomly. So there are a couple of trees that stand in, inside of each other or like are lined up in a weird way. Or like are cut off because they are inside each other, so so they they aren't rendered fully, which also happens here. So that's kind of like my my biggest problem. Also, I feel like the park, the map doesn't have a lot of content in a weird way because I, like from a rational standpoint, I get that it has a lot of content, but I it just feels not a lot to me. No, you know, can't really explain. It. I get I I get what you're saying because obviously like there isn't there's, there's you know, one, two, three, four coasters, you know, and and a few flats dotted around. But to me, it's the fact that I can literally sit. I haven't actually moved from the entrance area. I am still looking at the entrance. Like, you know, I just got mesmerized by the fact that there's the ride-on animals, the ride-on vehicles that are walking around the park because they're brilliant. Um, You know, and the trampolines that everyone always does in a four he's done them separately like that's however i've seen them they're like they've been separate and i think that's done they're done really well um and then you know moving well, up and you get the flat rides that are done exceptionally well again um, well to me it's oh sorry no no i was just gonna say it's just amazing that's all yeah well to me it's just all the subtle content that's there i mean Nothing to spark except except maybe the Ferris wheel and the hypercoaster really jumps out at you. But if you really closely look at you know every corner of the park, there's something interesting to see, and I think that's what really makes it so amazing. For sure, like I was looking at the um, well, it's called Starjet. I'm assuming it's a Togo, um, but it probably isn't. It's probably some one of those random Japanese brands. Um, but like even down to the fact that on that transfer track is the sit down train and it's the stand up train that's going round. Like I think that's just such a minute detail, but so effective to help portray and tell the story of the park. I mean, I don't think it's a minute detail. It's an entire coaster train. <laughs> no, but I mean, as in like if you're like having a quick glance over it, you might not see it straight away. But when you're actually like looking up really close. You yeah, see yeah. it, and then you realize, oh shit, it's a sit downs train, it's not a stand up train. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And the thing with this park was, is kind of the thing with all spotlight parks we see is that um, you can just, like, for years come back and keep digging and keep finding more stuff and keep, uh, keep like, uh, discovering more of these uh, subtle details we are discussing and stuff like that. And that's something CP6 has really done quite well over here. And just little things like when have you ever seen a rope course that is used or utilized parts of an old coaster in RCT? Right, the old wild mouse. Like, yeah, it's, those little ideas like that are just in- incredible. And all the other sort of SBNO rides and broken right. down old rides and 
some of them being in amongst the working ones and others being off in sections of the park that have been portioned off. And it's just all those little bits. And then you get down to the moving traffic and, you know, the traffic on the highway is going a lot faster than the other traffic. And if it was me, I would just be lazy and it would all be going at one speed. You're really lazy, man. I am really lazy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why you build, we're, never, we're never going to build a park in this size. <laughs> if you if you built this park, it wouldn't have any traffic. I mean, I think it would, because obviously that's that's part of the park. That's the surroundings, so I probably would. Um, but I think, I don't know. For me, I've also, always struggled with large parks. For me, the, the abandoned hotel also really uh, stands out. Really fantastic. Uh, fantastically done to really sell the abandoned look and uh yeah and you can see some you know urban explorers exploring through there and that's just that's a really neat detail as well mm -hmm. yeah and it's also showing like with cp6 um i think like in the latest years uh actually and um there often was like uh the discussion that his architecture skills are not quite up to pair with like other really 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 amazing park makers on this side and i think with this hotel he's really showing that um he also can produce really awesome architecture and is not only a well-known coaster designer and a well-known uh, hacking guy and stuff like that so i definitely agree with that yeah i mean like for me like i wasn't a fan of six flags carolina um purely because I felt like the architecture was weak. I didn't feel it was as strong as other spotlights at the time. But then you come here and it's just like totally different. Yeah. I just like it a lot. Absolutely. <laughs> so I guess everybody kind of agrees that it deserves to be in the top 10 of all time submissions. Yeah, I, I would, I would yeah. agree, definitely. Yeah, so um, if 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 all of you guys are happy with what you said about this park at this point, I don't think there's anything else for me to say. I think I've um, said enough. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't have anything else to say than just you know, really amazing park here. Okay, I'll be coming back uh, for years probably to look at it. And that CP6 should be signing up for head to head. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, I mean that's that's obviously, but you know, there are other people who have promised that they would and they haven't. So, mm. um, yes, yeah. But these people sadly probably don't listen to the podcast, so I can't no. pressure them here. <laughs> yeah, so so let's wrap this up. Uh, we, uh, I'm very proud of us. We we um, only did one, like we didn't even do an hour, which is great. Because I don't want this uh, podcast to be an hour every week. So yeah, let's. Um, I I guess I. To be fair, I don't know what the future is um, with this contest as as soon as head to head starts. Like. Yeah, I think it'll be tricky because obviously you'll have those first few weeks where you've still got some releases that were trickling in before head to head, um, and they'll still be coming out. And then obviously, then you'll hit head the head to head releases. Yeah. Definitely would be a great um, subject to talk about the draft in a podcast when it's happening. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm hoping that the draft will be at this Saturday, right? like the day after signups close. That would be perfect for me. 
But, mm -hmm. but let's see if the, uh, if the captains will all be available at this date. But I mean, I know at least four submissions that have been submitted recently to the site. Uh, so, so now, so now you're you're basically talking about how 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 much of a, how big of an insider you are. <laughs> no, not quite. I just, <laughs> I just know that um, I know Leon's obviously got his design. I know you've got your thing, um, and then um, I know another big park that's just been finished that's gonna i think surprise everyone when it gets released um and then i think nin mentioned that he'd submitted a design as well um so that's four parks that's four four submissions and there must be other things in the queue as well so i think yeah. we still got a, a steady stream of releases to come yeah. before we even hit the first week week one parks yeah and maybe we will get releases today tonight tomorrow yeah, I'm hoping, yeah. hoping my I'm hoping my design gets uh, released before the draft, but uh, you know, fingers crossed there. Yeah, and then of course I forgot about DDD Robs. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little less notable than some of the other big ones, but uh, still very excited. I completed it. Yeah, okay. curious to check it out. Yeah, we we check out every park here, or at least I do. Louis, Louis doesn't. I have to force him to be on the podcast so that he <laughs> actually opens parks. <laughs> I'm just a bit delayed. I, I think I've still got like ones from weeks and weeks ago to go through. To be fair, I'm, I'm sure there were uh, there is almost a year of parks that you haven't looked. Oh, at there's before. more. There's more than a year that I haven't opened. <laughs> so, so I think bef before we like make it an hour now, anyway, we should <laughs> yeah. come yeah. to an end. Yeah, let's wrap this up. Uh, thank you all for being here. Um, you know, maybe maybe we'll speak sure. again next week. Keep building, sure, everyone. Absolutely. Okay, so, Bye. so yeah, I, I should workshop like a, a ending sentence. Keep building, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Bye.